This is episode 723 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. On today's episode, End of the Year Preps. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found in the show notes. This episode is sponsored by the exclusive Prepper Website email group, which allows you to communicate with other preppers right from your email. You don't have to worry about your every link, click, or word being tracked by social media. This email group resides on the same servers as Prepper Website. Another benefit includes our bi-weekly online meetups. This is a great value for $20 a year. To join the community, visit PrepperWebsite.net or click the link in the show notes. And guys, I know I've mentioned this before. On December 31st, I am going to shut down new membership to the group just because I'm going to open it up at certain times in the year just to be able to manage the, the new members. So if you're wanting to get in and not have to wait for that membership to open up, then you, you'll want to join before the 31st. And uh, that way you lock in the price if the price goes up, but and you also don't have to wait. So uh, I think this is a, a great value. I really enjoy our time when we do our online meetups and then just the conversations in the email group are really, really great. So uh, if you're interested and you've been thinking about it, you probably want to do it before the 31st. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. It comes to us from dystopiansurvival.com. And this website is run by a friend of mine I've known for a long time in the preparedness community. His name's Tim Gamble, and he used to run, actually, he still runs his website called timgamble.com, and he does more news and kind of commentary over there. Does He kind of moved all his preparedness and survival stuff over to dystopian survival. But I thought this article was a really good one as we're getting to the end of 2021, being able to be a little reflective on what we have on our preps and maybe do some things, you know, do some checking. It's one of those things where a lot of people buy something, they put it up or they think it's there. They have a good idea of it. Maybe you're not keeping a good inventory of what you have. And then when you need it, it's not really there or it's not, uh, you know, it's gone bad or whatever it might be. So I think there's a lot of great information here just to kind of get you thinking about your preparedness and the things that you, you're going to count on when you need to move into an emergency situation. Now, I think that if you have a little bit of time, uh, you know, as we get here to the end of the year, Maybe you have some time on, you know, the 31st, you know, early in the in the day before you celebrate New Year's Eve or whatever it might be, or, you know, Christmas Eve, whatever it might be for you. Taking a little bit of time to do some of these things would really pay off. So let's go ahead and jump into this one. Again, coming to us from dystopiansurvival.com. The article is entitled 2021 End of Year Assessment and To-Do List for Preppers and Survivalists. December is a great time for us preppers and survivalists to assess our situation, make any necessary changes to our plans, and to do all those things we only occasionally need to do, and therefore are easy to forget to do. How prepared are you and your family for a really bad 2022? Here are some questions to ask yourself as you assess your and your family's current state of preparedness. Do you have a disaster preparedness plan? Is it written or do you keep it in your head? Are you and your spouse in agreement on your preparedness plans? 
Have your circumstances changed, like a birth or death or a marriage or a long-term illness? Uh, You've moved, job changes, etc. And have you modified your plans to fit your new circumstances? Do you have a family communications plan? Do you have a fully stocked first aid kit at home? Or what about in your vehicle? Have you taken a first aid course recently? Do you have a fire extinguisher in your home? And have you planned for your pets and any livestock in an emergency? These are just a few considerations for your family preparedness assessment. For a more detailed look at this topic, see my article, Personal Family Preparedness Assessments. And guys, what I want to say is there's a lot of articles here that he's linked to uh, that you'll find very valuable. All right, so uh, moving on. And a lot of good questions there. Um, One of those things, you know, a fire extinguisher. When you think about a fire extinguisher, you think about, you know, the big red ones that are hanging like, you know, in in a building or whatever. They make fire extinguishers kind of like in aerosol cans now that um, maybe just a little bit bigger than than just a regular aerosol can, but kind of like a big Lysol can. And uh, they're very affordable and very well worth it having uh, at home. And so if you could stop a fire when it's going before it gets out of hand and you have to call the fire department and uh, you might be able to save your home and a lot of damage and a lot of pain. So investing a little bit in a fire extinguisher, I think, is a really great idea. And then the family communications plan. A long time ago, I created a one-page PDF that was fillable and allowed you to kind of put a lot of information in there, save it and print it out, you know, send it digitally to your family and, and you know, let, put it in their glove boxes and all those different kinds of things, you know, so you they would have all the phone numbers and important things and plans in place. If you're interested in that, I do have that over at Buy Me a Coffee. You can go check that out. I, I think it's like $1. I put $1 on it just so people would really look at it when they download it and uh, really put it into place as opposed to all the things. There's so many free things you can download now on the internet and people just download it and put it on their computer and never do anything with it. So uh, hopefully you'll go ch- take a look at that one. All right, so let's look at some end-of-the-year to-dos and uh, on this list. Uh, he's uh, put some check boxes there, so you can kind of check these maybe in your head. Maybe you go over to this website and you uh, print this out, and you're able to check these off as you go. First one up is check and change your water storage if you haven't done so recently. Also, check to make sure your water storage cont- containers don't have any slow leaks. I had trouble with this in the past as all of my Ozark Trail six-gallon water jugs develop slow leaks. Do you need more water storage? I now use the seven-gallon Aquatainers by Reliance, and there's a link there on Amazon, for most of my water storage and have never had a problem with them. You know, after I was I was preparing for this one, I went to go look at some more water bricks, and I can't find water bricks on Amazon. I don't know if they're not making them anymore or what the what the issue is. I only found like the individual water bricks um, before you could buy them in, in stacks. Now, I like these aquatainers that he's talking about, but they're not stackable. And uh, at least it doesn't look like they're stackable from from what I can see. And, you know, water storage is going to be very, very important. And uh, but it's very bulky and you need to have a place for it. But it's very true. If you have some containers, I've had that, you know, early on, I bought some just, you know, the regular water, uh, you know, containers that you buy from the store and uh, just kind of, you know, again, this was very early on pre-prepper website and and all that kind of stuff. 
And I looked at it one time and it was, I, I don't know where the water was going. I mean, it wasn't leaking. It was, it was something was going on. And so maybe there was that slow leak and I just didn't realize it. But that's something that's very smart to do is check your water storage, make sure that there's no issues there. All right, next up on the to-do list is to check your food storage. Make sure your rotation plan is working and you don't have any problems with food going bad. Make sure all canned foods are not swelling or leaking. Check dry foods for signs of mold or infestation and restock any food storage that you're running low on. If you're new to this podcast, one of the things I like to do and I recommend is getting a Sharpie and when you come home from the grocery store, write the date on it. You don't have to find the date on the on the actual can or whatever it might be. For the most part, it's always going to be pretty fresh on the grocery store shelves, especially nowadays when things are just rotating really quickly. But if you put the date, the current date on there, then it's a really easy way of looking, especially those of us who are a little older and, and need a little bit more help looking at uh, those small numbers. I mean, why do they make them so small if they're so important? Anyway, so you put these, uh, you put, you know, with the Sharpie, you write the date that you come home from the grocery store and it's just really easy to rotate and able to, to check. So uh, that's one thing that you might want to do and to see if the rotation is working for you. I'm one person that absolutely hates to waste food. I hate to, to waste uh, things that have been in the refrigerator, you know, like leftovers and stuff like that. I know a lot of people don't like leftovers, but uh, it's one, one of those things that, you know, I'll eat leftovers so it doesn't go to waste. And so just one of those things when you have to throw away food for whatever it might be, whatever reason it might be. I completely hate that. So, you know, check your food storage and make sure you're rotating it and make sure nothing is really gone truly, truly bad. I know some people will never throw away canned goods. They will always, if it has uh, gone past the date that's on there, remember Best Buy dates. I'm not going to go into it now. And I've done that many, many times on the podcast and you can go to the, go to the, the podcast website and you can search for it. But you know, the dates on food are best by dates or best used by dates. And it's about freshness. But anyway, some people don't throw away food at all. They put them, you know, maybe in a basement and they save them for later on if they need to give food away to people who might be coming to their doorstep during an emergency situation. So that's some ideas there for you. Moving on with the checklist, check all medications and first aid supplies and replace any supplies that you have used up during the year. Many medicines are safe to use past their expiration date, but some do grow less effective over time and a few can become toxic, such as aspirin. See below. Do you research and use your best judgment? Also, consider if your first aid or medical needs have changed, new additions to the family, new illnesses or health concerns, etc., and adjust accordingly. Two things some folks might not realize, aspirin does expire and eventually becomes dangerous. If your aspirin has a very strong vinegar-like odor, it has gone bad and is toxic. Also, rubbing isopropyl alcohol will oxidize over time into acetone and become ineffective against germs. A bottle of rubbing alcohol will typically have about a two-year shelf life, depending on storage conditions. All right, next up, check all batteries to make sure they are okay. Check all stored batteries to make sure none are starting to corrode or leak. Also, check all battery currently in use to make sure they are still working. It is especially important to check the batteries in gear that you don't frequently use, such as in flashlights or radios sitting in your bug out bag, a toolbox, or the glove compartment of your car. 
I personally have lost more than one seldom used flashlight over the years due to the battery going dead and corroding for weeks or months before I realized it. Learn from my mistakes. And then so he has a note here. Battery testers are relatively cheap. The one I use is available on Amazon for less than $7 currently. And I highly recommend that as well. You should have a battery tester. It just makes life a little bit easier. Sometimes your battery might not be able to work in the thing that you are. Maybe the, you know it's a remote control or maybe it's a high-powered item, but it still has some juice that can be used somewhere else. So anyway, there you go. Next up, change the batteries in your smoke or fire alarm. If you haven't changed them recently, many folks change them with the twice yearly time changes. Better to waste a good battery by changing it too soon than for it to be dead when you really need it. Highly recommend that. And then also, if you have carbon monoxide detectors, uh, if you have gas in your home at all, I think you know that would be one thing that you want to do. When you talk about smoke alarms and carbon monoxide alarms, they're like $20, $30. And it's a small amount to pay for the, you know that safety and that security if things go bad. Next up is inspect your bug out vehicle. In fact, now is a good time to do this for all your vehicles and tractors. Is it time for an oil change? How do the tires look? Are all the headlights and tail lights and turn signals working? Is your battery getting old? Be sure to inspect the brakes. For more on auto maintenance, see my article, Prepper's Auto Maintenance Schedule. And I got to tell you, with the price of things happening right now, you know, everything is like out of control. Doing a little bit of uh, preventive maintenance is so important and will pay off big time for you. Next up, rotate any gasoline storage you may have. If you have gasoline storage, please do so safely. Remember to keep it rotated. Gasoline slowly starts to go flat or lose energy after about six months or so. Stable fuel stabilizer may help gasoline last up to two years, but really rotating your stored fuel is probably the easiest and best way. Good advice there for those of you that are storing gas. Next, do a home safety inspection. If you know a boy or Girl Scout, you could get them to do a home safety inspection for you. They have to learn how for various merit badges. Some fire departments will do this type of home inspection too. Check for fire hazards, tripping hazards, poisonous or toxic materials that aren't stored properly, overloaded outlets, frayed electrical cords, expired fire extinguishers, non-functioning smoke detectors, and so forth. And I think it's just a good idea to just walk around your home every once in a while just to make sure, just to put eyes on you know, your, your home and see, make sure everything is going the way that you're going. Sometimes doing so can, you can, you know, stop a small problem from becoming a really big, big problem. All right. Next up on this checklist is rethink your emergency and preparedness plans. Has anything about your situation changed in the last year that will require altering your plans, such as new family members, like a birth or a marriage, deaths or illnesses or disabilities, job changes, school changes, moves, or changes in your current community or bug out location. I think that's some really great advice there. You know, our, our plans, you know, sometimes we make our plans and then we don't go back to adjust them. We don't go back to revisit them. And it could be, you know, two, three, four, five years down the road. And we don't realize how much things have changed since we made those plans. So that's a great piece of advice there to go check your emergency plans. Hopefully you have something written down or you have things that are uh, at least, you know, in a form that are it's easy to get to and everybody can understand. Next up, update your contact list. So people move, phone numbers change, and email addresses change even more often. 
Now is the time to update your communications plan. You do have a family communications plan, don't you? If not, work on one now. And so there is a link to an article where you can go and uh, get some more information on that. So then make sure you are addressing the needs of any family or group members with special needs. There are a lot of folks with special needs, the mentally or physically handicapped, the elderly, the disabled, people with chronic illnesses, pregnant women, babies, and very young children, just to name a few. In fact, most families and groups are likely to have one or more people with special needs of some sort. Make sure you are addressing those needs. See my art article, Prepping for Folks with Special Needs. And so sometimes taking a little bit of time to reflect on a family member's situation, you might not consider them special needs. They might not be special needs at this very moment because you're doing things to, to mitigate that need. But in an emergency situation, what would that look like? If you were thrown into an emergency situation where you couldn't go to the store for two weeks or maybe a month or you know things kind of really got crazy, would the situation that normally is pretty fluid and pretty easygoing, would that turn into a special needs situation? So that's something to consider. All right, moving on, review your bug out plans and location. Is your bug out location still available? Is it still a safe location? Does it require any work, repairs, or maintenance? Do you need to make any improvements? Do you need to restock it with food, water, or other supplies? Has your bug out route changed due to road work or construction or other circumstances? Do you have any alternative bug out locations? See my article, but bug out to where exactly? So some of you might've heard that and you're like, okay, I'm not planning on bugging out. And that is the case for most people. I think most people are going to you know, have the idea that they're going to bug in. I mean, all your gear, all your food, all your water, everything is where you live, right? And so it's very rare to have someone uh, have a bug out location that is completely fully stocked and ready to go. So most people are planning on bugging in. But there are situations where you might have to bug out. Like, for instance, I always go back to Hurricane Harvey. There were plenty of people whose idea was to bug in, but when the floodwaters got above the first story, you know, got eight feet into their two-story home, and they were on the second floor, and the fire department was bringing in the boat right to their front door, I mean, they it was a whole different story. I mean, you're not bugging in at that point. So um, thinking a little bit about that and putting some plans into place, even if they're kind of loose plans of, hey, I would go here or this is what I would do. I have some family members in another state that live out in the country, whatever it might be. Um, you know, that's something that you kind of want to set up. Even if it's kind of loose, I still think that you need to have an idea there. All right, next, review your emergency and preparedness plans with everyone in your family or group. Make sure everyone is on the same page and know what to do and when. Now, this is a hard one, especially if you are the only one, you're the solo prepper in your in your home and nobody else is, is prepping or they think you're kind of crazy. You know, one of the things you might want to do is uh, buy everybody's favorite food, you know, get some pizza, get around the table and just, you know, hey, guys, while you're eating, while you're stuffing your face, I want to share this information with you. And please just, uh, you know, just bear with me. Just I, I want to I feel more comfortable if I can share this with you so you have an idea. 
So there's going to be some families that are all on board, completely on board. And maybe you have experienced some kind of emergency situation where everyone is like, yeah, we're, we're with you on being prepared. And others are still like, you know, the teenagers are rolling their eyes. They're like, I want to be in my phone. I don't care about this. This is stupid. This Nothing's going to happen. Nothing ever happens. So you, you got to kind of lock them down. Like, look, just, you know, give me, you know, bear with me just for a minute. Let me share some ideas with you just in case, right? Just in case. And maybe you pull out some of the things that are, that have been happening around the world and different things, uh, emergency situations, you know, stick with the natural uh, natural emergencies, you know, uh, floods and fires and hurricanes and tornadoes and uh, ice storms and different things like that. And then I think that's a little bit easier to take then if you start talking about, you know, the end of the world as we know it. So, uh, you know, think that one through a little bit, but uh, helping your family know at least getting it into their heads where they realize that if something is going on, that they've heard it before and also that maybe they can go to a folder or something, a binder that you have prepared with plans. And then they can also come to you because you know what the next step is going to be. Then rethink your EDC. How has the gear you carry every day worked out for you? Are you carrying unneeded gear? What gear are you actually using? Have you needed something you didn't have? Now is a great time to make any needed changes to your EDC. See my recent article, my EDC pocket dump, only useful items and no gadgets. I think this is a real, I mean, this is like real life right here, man. Because, you know, when you start out in preparedness, you want to carry the kitchen sink with you. I mean, everything in the kitchen sink. And, you know, it's like it gets to a point where you're like, uh, I've been carrying around this stuff in, in my backpack or, you know, EDC, whatever it might be, and nothing has ever come about. You know, how can I make some uh, adjustments to what I feel I need but also still be prepared. And so I think that is one of those worthy um, mental projects, I guess, that you can kind of think through and maybe even uh, try some things, you know, and see, see what happens. So anyway, I think this is a, a really important one to think through. All right, review your finances. So the end of the year is a great time to review your finances, especially in light of any changes in your circumstances, like raises, promotions, job losses, or changes. Over the past year, have your needs for insurance like auto, property, life, medical, etc. changed? How goes the retirement savings? It is also a good time to reconsider your monthly budget and make any needed adjustments. Next, do a personal self-assessment. How have you changed during the past year? How has your concerns changed? How have your needs changed? Are you addressing any new concerns or needs in your planning? Is your health and fitness better, worse, or the same as you as a year ago? Have you gained weight or lost fitness? What skills do you need to learn? And did you meet your goals this year? Do you need to set new goals for next year? And so I think that one's a good one as well. Always, a lot of people use the end of the year to do a little bit of reflection and introspection on themselves and to uh, make some changes. And so I think that's always a worthy one, especially when you're talking about preparedness. I think we need to do that for ourselves but also when we're talking about preparedness and safety and being prepared for an emergency. All right, here's the last one. Is it time for any medical exams for you and your family members? So I've learned the hard way, the importance of regular medical checkups. The key to healing any disease or chronic health conditions is early detection. I highly urge everyone to get regular physical, dental, and eye checkups. If you haven't had one yet this year, please make an appointment soon. So, you know, the end of the year is when I, uh, well, I get, 
my uh, get dental checkups twice a year, but the end of the year, it's you know, it's it's set for for that time because I'm usually off, and so uh, that's one of the ones that I always have. But very important there to uh, to again the preventative aspect of it will help to not have some serious issues later on down the road. Well, guys, that's it for this article here at over at Dystopian Survival. Again, like I said, I'm going to link to this one because it has a lot of great articles that uh, you can bounce off of and and go there. But hopefully you take a little bit of time, whether you're driving and you can just kind of uh, mentally do some of these or, you know, you spend a little bit of time, you know, wake up early in the morning, grab some coffee and you're able to sit down, maybe make a list, make some plans and you're able to figure out where you're going in 2022. It's kind of crazy to say that year, right? 2022. And uh, also, you know, kind of reflect on what 2021 had for you and what you would want to do different. Well, that's it for episode 723. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And don't forget, if you're looking for more preparedness and self-reliant information, head on over to PrepperWebsite.com. Lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 hand-picked preparedness articles that you should read. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.